Hello and welcome to Gentle Touch. This podcast is a place where people can learn, discover and upscale mentally, spiritually and emotionally. This show is all about breakthroughs so get ready for some good vibes, realness and lots of information. You will be joined by me, your podcast host Alejandra Castro. Some of the shows will be just me and other shows will have guests open up new perspectives and views. My passion is to inspire and educate people who feel stuck. I will show you ways you can improve your overall health by sharing powerful tools that you can implement into your daily life. Let's get started. In today's episode, we have Shan. She's a spiritual business coach. Shan, where are you based? I am in Philadelphia. I love it. I love it. I think you're the first one from Philadelphia. I've had a bit of everything in the world. Tell me about your journey. So let's see. I used to work in a corporate nine to five. Um, Like most people after college, I went to school for communications and psychology. Loved what I learned. Couldn't find a job directly related to it when I graduated. Worked in a marketing department for a financial institute for about three, three and a half years. And I just didn't feel like there was any purpose to it. I was like, who are we helping here? It's not any, it's not like the small people. It's these large corporations that I truly don't know anything or care about. And I'm just helping them make more and more money. And the day-to-day tasks that I was doing were just so mundane and I was like I want to truly help people and I have like a spiritual background I love spirituality so why don't I try something on the side to find more fulfillment so I started as a yoga instructor I got in 200 hours and that was I think life-changing which put me on the journey of starting my own business and I started as a virtual assistant and I worked with spiritual entrepreneurs and my favorite part about it was helping them with their strategy. So very quickly I moved into coaching and I've been doing coaching for uh, almost two years now, left my corporate job and will never be going back. And I love it. I love everything about being like my own business owner being an entrepreneur so it's so fun (laughs) oh I love it I love it how was the transition moving from so you left your corporate job and then in between was you doing your yoga instructor how did that work out so when I left the corporate job I had a handful of virtual assistant clients I was able to almost transition where I had money coming in from the new clients and from the yoga to make that jump. Still scary, of course, was not making as much as I was at my corporate job. But one day I was like, I want to be done by April 1st. And I actually hired a coach and she gave me a ton of knowledge on how to actually get clients and market yourself. And during that process, I was like, what am I doing in this in this corporate job? Like, I want to put all of my time into what I actually am enjoying. And I just one day 
talked to my boss and I was like, it's time to go. And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, I think I'm going to start my own business. And I related it to spirituality because I didn't want them thinking that I was just like done with done with like their business and was going to go do something else corporately. I was like, no, this is like a full change in my entire life to be my own entrepreneur. And I want to find that alignment, that fulfillment. And it was scary, but I, once I made the jump, I was able to take on a lot more clients and was booked out. I think it was within like four or five months by the end of the summer and that's when I was like, you know what, I really want to get into the coaching space. I hired someone that showed me how to be a really great coach and what it like takes. It's, it's definitely a lot. Uh, and, and now looking back, that jump was nothing. I could do that jump a thousand times bigger in the future and be fully fine with it. It was so minuscule, whereas it's the scariest thing in a lot of people's lives right now to actually make that jump but once you do like like I said you never look back wow I love it how did you find your clients for the role in virtual assistant to begin with all Instagram Instagram I know it's a little bit different now but back in 2020 I put out some content did not have a strategy threw some things around and I just made sure to put myself out there where I was commenting on larger businesses, Instagram, someone found me because I jumped on someone's live and they had asked the person doing the live a, a business question related to, I think it was like posting consistency or something. And the person on the live wasn't quite sure. And I just hopped in the comments and was like, hey, this is what I do. And the woman immediately messaged me afterwards and was like, I need a VA. Do you want to work with me? And I was like, okay. So they honestly came randomly. I had a link in my bio and I would get requests every once in a while that they liked my vibe and they've been watching my content. And yeah, it, I think I, and I can talk about this a little bit later, but it's definitely the vibration that you put out is what's going to come back to you. So, um, so I think if you are living and finding yeah. ways to raise your vibration, the best types of people are going to surround you. And I felt so much support since I since I moved into my own business. So I love that. That's so beautiful because what a surprise from jumping on a live to watching a live to leaving a comment to then receiving a, a DM to then receiving a job opportunity, which is absolutely fantastic. The deadline that you gave yourself from April 1st, who said that? Was that you or your coach? Me. Jeez, um, girl, what? <laughs> I started with the coach I think like January 1st and I worked with her for three months my goal at the beginning of hiring her was I want to leave my corporate job and by the end of working with her at the end of it was like middle of March I was like I just need to write this on my calendar and I wrote on my calendar that I could view every single day like that I wanted I think it was like two more clients and then I was going to leave by April 1st and that meant that I needed to give my two weeks in like middle of March. So I didn't even have the client. Two weeks in is good. Two weeks ain't that bad. 
because yeah. my background is healthcare and it's like freaking depending on how long it is you could be four six weeks eight oh. weeks oh my gosh mm-hmm. it is, it's like expected in most corporate companies in the u.s that it's two weeks some some uh, like other businesses you don't even need to provide two weeks it's, wow. only, it's like more of a courtesy than a requirement but Oh my gosh, I cannot imagine telling my boss, hey, I'm leaving, but we're going to work together for two more months. Like, <laughs> that's, that's why a lot of people go home, like sick. They go sick. They're like, forget this, I'm done. Or what they do is they take holiday. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I did was I began working in a children's hospital, which I, I liked. Well, I like children, but the only issue is, is that the children were too sick like you could you could have we were operating on premature babies and they were like the size of kittens and i was like scared to even they were so small and it's number the hospital's number three or number four in the whole world so it's very intense the girl that was that i was shadowing when i first began to work she would only go to the bathroom on her lunch break that's how intense it was i'm like i can't be doing this i can't be like we only get like two lunch breaks if we're lucky we might have a, a, a tea break which is 15 minutes and even then you're running to the toilet and checking your phone and trying to get signal and then yeah that just that that was just giving me anxiety anxiety yeah because you could have a 22 month year old like a toddler and he's already had eight surgeries and you're like how does this even work um yeah so it's number three in the whole world and people come from all over but yeah it's just crazy and even then what i did was i called in sick and i took a bit of holiday and i'm like like i'm done yeah yeah i mean i think especially in today's society like so many jobs cause anxiety and that was a big reason why i wanted to leave mine as well i did not do anything like you did i was editing marketing brochures you were saving lives so i can't imagine how immensely like anxious and upset and like heartbreaking your job was so i everybody a lot of people think like oh like are you a nurse because i like to help people and i guess i give off that that vibe and i'm just like you do look like a nurse you know really that's so like and i'm just like no, I could never because I faint at the simplest thing. So it's not possible for me. But oh my gosh. But at least like, and you knew too, you were like, this just isn't for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's amazing yeah. that you were able to find something that you do really like yeah, yeah, yeah. so much more. Yeah, yeah, no, it has to be done because once it starts affecting your mental health or just, oh, you can't perform, it would be my first break and i couldn't even have breakfast i just wanted to throw up it was oh shan what is a business strategy for the people that may not know so this is this is a fun question everybody i'm sure has a different answer because everyone has a different business strategy so i kind of mentioned before when i first started i just didn't know what i was doing i was like i'm just gonna post on instagram and see what happened and it did work out luckily but within a couple months i realized that There's ways to properly market to your audience, to find the right messaging and brand yourself to be showing up in the correct way on your stories, on your feed, and now with reels. 
And a business strategy is where you're taking routines and habits and operations within your business on the back end that are going to show the results that you want to see. It's something where you can actually analyze, whereas if you are just picking what you're going to do randomly, it might not work as effectively as if you've created a true strategy for yourself. And that's the stuff that I loved talking with my VA clients, which pushed me into the coaching because I love to strategize with them, find the next steps, find what, what what's working and actually make their vision come true because of that strategy part of it. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. Say, for example, for a brand strategy, is it like a temporary thing? And then we change it up after we see, after we get the analytics, we see what's working, what isn't, what could we change? What could we adapt? And then do we come up with another one depending on the results? It is a constantly changing. But when I say changing, it's more of a tweak. It's really rare to just suddenly throw everything out the window and start over. It's more of like, okay, so we're seeing that people are really, really loving this type of content. Let's start putting it out there more. What other ways can we connect that type of content to your audience better? And maybe there's some things that just aren't working. We're going to remove that. But it's never like a overhaul unless they want to go a completely different route with their business. But most of my clients have kind of stuck with what they almost started with um, in the spiritual space, at least. Whereas like for me, I went from VA to coach. Everything had to change because that is a completely different audience. So, yeah. How was the transition? That was pretty easy. Um, At the time, it was last... July, August, I actually had um, a couple people reach out and say, do you do coaching? And I was like, yes, I do. Um, But it's not on paper yet. Like I'm not offering that out loud. And I took on a couple clients, really, really low cost, um, like low investment for them. And at the same time, I had my VA clients and I slowly just my VA clients to have more room to take on more coaching clients. And I still have two VA clients with me that I've been with the one I've been working with since I since I quit my nine to five. So it's been like a year and a half now. Wow. And um, and I love her. She's like my longest client. And then another client is a yoga studio that I used to teach yoga at and I handle all of their events now, which I love. Um, so that's less coaching. That's more of the management of yeah. like their services and events. Um, but the transition basically tapering off a couple of different clients and opening up space and seeing what can fit the most is what, what gave me that transition to be so smooth oh wow that's that's so nice because like you say the transition helped right it's not like from boom to boom no you went from your corporate job to having the va clients and then from the va clients you 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 had an interest in coaching and then even then before you had it on paper people were reaching out so you're like okay cool i'm gonna kind of transition here and then wow that's such a nice way blending your intuition with a business strategy how does that work Okay, so 
the way that I blend it, I just like to speak to spirit or guides or God, whoever you, whoever you believe is up there helping you in this world. I like to speak to them throughout the day. And, um, I use my connection with them to really heighten my intuition to work on my clients. So for me, for my business strategy is trying to connect with other spiritual entrepreneurs and I tend to just start my day with a really spiritual routine where I'm using sage and Palo Santo and I'm grounding. And once I'm doing that, I feel like I can connect better with who I want to be. And I can then listen to my intuition on who's going to be the right types of people that I'm like working with throughout the day. So um, same thing with anything that I put out there. If it doesn't feel good, if I feel like I'm pushing it, I'm just going to push it off. I'm not going to actually put it out there. Um, I like something that's really helpful for your intuition is a lot of times you get like these downloads or these hits and you feel the need to just put it out there right now. And I use my story as that outlet rather than on my feed where it's going to be there. And it's like part of my resume kind of on my Instagram feed. I'll hop on my stories and I'll tell a quick story or I'll do a quick post where I have text about what I just felt, what I heard. And I know that because I'm connecting to spirit throughout the day, what I'm receiving through my intuition is what needs to be told to other people. Like I'm almost like a messenger and everyone is when we have these thoughts that we want to get out there to people. Um, So I like to use my stories like within my business strategy to do that. And I can help others blend their intuition, use their tools, their personal tools, to help their business grow. Wow, how often do you get downloads? Do you get downloads throughout the day as well? I think it's like, uh, yeah, um, when I say a download, it's not like a psychic download. It's more of like, how do I describe it? Every single person gets it. It's like a thought that sticks with you that appears when you're like not thinking about anything related to it. Yeah. So. It happens most of the time with people when we are not um, doing anything that is like making our brains think. So I like to say when I'm in the car and I'm just like music on, they just show up. And that's where people like to think in the shower. um, Suddenly we get like thousands of ideas because all we're doing is this mundane task and our minds get to wander. So I take any types of thoughts or ideas that pop up that really resonate and that's what I put out there um yeah and I recommend everybody else do that too that's so good I actually had to download to start my podcast and that's how I started it I was curious I wanted to ask you like how this came to be so oh my gosh so you were like I need a podcast like I was walking to work and then I was looking at this um where I work as a private hospital in London and when you go there there's like really expensive there's like a flat that costs 24 million pounds and i was just looking at this flat and it was such a beautiful sky and i'm just looking at you know when you just start daydreaming and you're like man like girl man like 24 million for a flat and it doesn't even have a pool this is insane but okay 
So I'm out there just kind of like daydreaming and just looking at the sky and then something said start the podcast and it was just so like direct. It wasn't even like maybe you should no, it was directly start the podcast and then I went to work, forgot about it. And then when I was in bed just before I went to bed, um I remembered the thought and then I took a pen and paper and just like you say, all these things started flooding, 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 flooding. And I was like Zzz. and it honestly it came so easy. It came so easy. The only hard bit was um, getting the first 10 episodes was extremely hard. But apart from the creative side, it just flew to me. That's so amazing. And you knew, you were like, oh my gosh, this is what I'm supposed to do. And I think seeing that house, like, do you think that it kind of made you want to like manifest that type of future for yourself and you felt like you could get that through a podcast or like what was your thoughts about the house were you like that's ridiculous or were you like oh my I was God, like I was like I want something like this <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. I lived in an apartment a couple years ago in like the nicest neighborhood ever and I had like this I had my apartment was did, like did you have a vision board I did have a vision board, um, but I would take walks around this swanky neighborhood and just look up the prices of every single house in the neighborhood and be like, oh my gosh, like this is like, it would be a dream for me to live in that neighborhood. And that's still a goal of mine years later to in the future, get, get into that area. Um, because it's, it's a lifestyle that would be really, really, I think like, I like the freedom, like the freedom, the relaxation and the happiness um, that comes with it. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it, yeah. Say, say, for example, I live five minutes. So I live on a council block. It's like basically saying like the projects in, 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 in the States. So, but because I live in central London, five minutes down the road from me, we have the big massive houses, we have the Bentleys and we have the Austin Martins. So it's just, you know, just kind of like that blend and just like looking at it and have it in, having it in your presence. And you're just like, wow. How do you get your, Shan, how do you get your creativity going? We kind of touched on this a little bit, like before mm. the podcast. Yeah. Um, and you kind of just talked about it when you were talking about your ideas for the for the podcast to create it um and it's brain dumping and that's something that i do with pretty much all of my clients where instead of having them write it i just let them speak for like five ten minutes non-stop anything that comes up and i write down every single thing that they say and then we can actually read it and we organize it to see like reoccurring themes or main themes priorities um if there's things that like really lit them up when they talked about it, I'm like, oh, this this is really important. Tick, tick, tick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, here's a star like right next to that, and uh, and so then we can create like an action plan. And I do the same thing for myself um, with the creativity. I also make these floral like handmade moon catchers. I call them, and they have crystals on them, and that is where. I love to put my creativity into. They're all unique. They're all custom. And yeah. the whoever's like ordering one will get, will basically fill out a form and tell me like they want these colors and maybe they are specific about the crystal. But then I just get to run with it and I just see what works. Um, so I love to use that as a creative outlet, the brain dumping, 
Um, in my morning routine, I've been listening to a sacral chanting meditation and your sacral chakra is where a lot of your creativity comes from. Um, I try and like sit and meditate to it, but I usually end up like flowing and dancing around my room, which is actually probably even better for the sacral chakra. But I feel like that really heightens my creativity as well for the day. So those are a couple things that wow. I like to do. Yeah. I love it. I love it. What about you? Like, how do you, I guess, besides the brain dumping, like, what are your creative outlets? I feel like this, honestly, as the podcast, is a creative outlet. Yes. Um, sometimes, so because it's gentle touch, so mind, body, and soul, I, I sometimes tend to, like, categorize. So... Yeah, so we'll be like that. But towards the end, my goal currently right now is to get 100 episodes in. So it's just been, I know, I know, girl. So it's just been a bit of everything. So say, for example, if I want to learn about something and I feel like, I don't know. So so two weeks ago, I got a lady on about fermentation and the process of it and the benefits. And, you know, that things I don't learn. in. And I'm like, you know what? We need to learn about this. So then I'll just reach out or say, for example, like reflexology, naturopath, clean beauty, like things that I'm just like curious about or just come to me. I'm just like, okay, let me just take note. And let me just, I had a lady, Katie Hess, she works with flower tinctures, like flowers, the extracts of flowers, right? And then it's as strong as acupuncture. You don't even need to use the needles or nothing, just putting it on. Because, yeah, she was explaining like the life force of the flower and just everything about it. And um, it's crazy because I reached out to her and I didn't know through her website. I didn't know if she was going to get back to me because sometimes through the website it's hit or miss. And sometimes if you have the VA, the VA will be quite harsh on you. She'll be like analytics. So it's just, yeah. And then I just somehow it went straight through to her. She emailed me from her email. Um, and I asked her, how many people are in your team? Guess how many she said? She said 15. <gasps> wow. I know. And then she got back to me and she was like, I can do. So say, for example, last week, Thursday, she's like, I can do at 6 p.m. Let me know because I'm going to Nepal, China and india and my next time slot will be in february and i was like no please get me on please reserve that time for me because i would love to have you on shan what is your favorite crystal oh my favorite crystal i think i always go to citrine i love the color yellow and like the gold yeah and that's what citrine looks like and it goes it connects to your solar plexus which is like right above your belly button and that's where all of your confidence and your power comes from so um oh i thought i had it in front of me i don't that would be funny if i just was like here it is right here i do have a rose quartz a little heart girl that's big yeah i know i said little i don't know why i said little this is actually one of my bigger pieces but i love keeping that one in my office and i really do think it just makes me feel lighter and happier yeah citrine i'd say is like one of my favorites it's very reassuring the rose quartz just to hold it just to have it like once i feel i feel like engulfed like i actually feel a bit it, it calms me down in a way and i just feel reassured so it's like okay you got this like chill relax where yeah. do you where do you place your crystals 
They're definitely um, all over the house. I have a couple in my office. Okay. I Oh, I have, yeah, I have a couple in my office. I have a lot in my yoga room. That okay. is the big place. My boyfriend and I, we moved in. We bought a house in January. Congratulations, so, girl. Thank you. And I still have like boxes of stuff. So I still need to get it out and put it in different places. But in the past, like, 11 months i have been slowly moving them out a ton are in my yoga room like on my altar and i put a lot in my living room it's really great to do like even a mini altar by your front door it's like welcoming to bring it in and i have this little buddha statue that brings in like wealth and happiness and i put him right by the door but good ones by the door are like protection uh so tourmaline and selenite are really great rose quartz could be good anything in the kitchen related to communication is really helpful because a lot of people tend to communicate while they're in their kitchen like me and my boyfriend when we're making dinner together we're just chatting uh, and good ones for communication are blue chalcedony, moss agate is really good. And that Isn't that was- a really pretty one? Yeah, we're all pretty. But <laughs> moss agate is beautiful. It's like a deep green. It's so earthy. It's good to connect to nature. So people will put them in like their gardens as well um, or in their plants. Putting crystals in plants apparently helps them grow. I am not a good plant mom, so I haven't tried that, but maybe I will. But yeah, I say put them all over your freaking house. My best friend, she and her boyfriend just flipped a house okay. um, unintentionally. They ended up doing like way more work than they expected, but they were able to put crystals in their walls. And so now in their house, they have crystals throughout for the whole time they're living there and for future families as well, which I thought was so cool. So yeah, yeah. I actually interviewed, who was it that I interviewed? I think I interviewed, oh, I forgot her name. It's, it's been, you're, you're, you're in the 80s range in my episode. Even though I only have 64, you're in the 80s range. I'm just behind on editing. But I interviewed a lady and she was telling me how, um, she's from Malibu. So she was telling me how she was working with someone and that she was architecture. She designed the airport. I think it was Denver. And in the designs, you can't see them, but she did sacred geometry. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. I've been to the Denver airport. I am going to look it up after this and like see. That's really, really I awesome. think it was the Denver airport. Don't quote me, girl. I think it was the Denver airport. Yeah, but she can't, She she did it in a way where, yeah. I saw one of your posts and it says, invest in yourself when you're not ready. So I have another post actually that I plan to put out sometime this week. I was talking with one of my clients on Monday, yesterday, oh my gosh, yesterday morning, and she said that she just made a huge investment into her business that she like can't even afford right now. And that is clearly incredibly scary for anyone, um, but she knows that this is what's going to propel her forward. And she keeps thinking, by the end of 2023, do I want to be looking back at December 2022? and saying like wow i wish that i did that and i don't think anybody wants to be in a year from now at the same spot that you were a year prior and so 
for her, it's like a no brainer. And she has, she has like so much belief in herself. That is what is giving her the ability to make these large investments because she knows it's going to come back. And that's something that people I think struggle with if they haven't really invested in themselves, if they haven't invested even the time or the energy, if they're not taking care of themselves, then a money investment is going to be huge. Whereas if you are, if you know what your body, what your mind really needs to actually grow, whether it's spiritually, whether it's personally, whether it's in your business, you have to do some type of investments and those investments are going to need to happen when you're not ready. If you're not ready, they're never going to happen because you're never really going to truly be ready, right? I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's so true. And it is scary. It's scary because our emotions sometimes take over, but it's just working through that and knowing that you have to push forward because if we wait when unless you're like shan that gives herself deadlines then okay fair <laughs> enough but not everyone you know not everyone's as decisive that like okay this is the deadline give or take we are going regardless and some of us kind of like you know we kind of sway and we dance and we're like yeah just wait a little bit longer wait and years can go by shan how oh i saw another post i really like your post the art of letting go Okay, so this is a um, five-day workshop series that me and my friend are putting together. It's the first collaboration that we've ever done together. I've worked with her for over a year now. She's been my client. I've had Reiki sessions with her, and we decided to put together this five-day workshop where um, each day there's a different topic related to art and also release. So the okay. art of letting go. So it starts with her teaching us how to ground, how to release, how to journal and create art to release any unwanted energy, especially from 2022. And then, um, I'm hopping in with more spiritual practices. So I'm going to do some card pulls and really let the people in the group actually use their intuition to decide on what the cards might mean for themselves and how I can help them in 2023. We're going to do some crystal connections where we have them think of a crystal and think about like what we need in that new year and almost like have that crystal for their new year. That's going to be their their crystal and their crystals energy that they can use throughout 2023 but i'm really excited she has a sound bath during it she has she's gonna wow. be doing reiki each day it is wow. like probably the most like intense spiritual workshops in a row that someone can go to at like a like lower cost than our typical programs yeah. and things like that so i'm really excited it's next week and if it goes well we will absolutely be doing it again so yeah. i love it i love it shan how do you raise your vibration i think a big thing is keeping my energy to myself so i mentioned i have more of a morning routine and it started yeah, with the yeah. sage of Palisanto. So sage, I light it, but you can also get candles or like sage candles or room spray that is mm -hmm. sage. And sage helps clear any energy that is unwanted and that's not your own. So I like to do it in the morning, which gets rid of all the past energy from the day before. So even us communicating on Zoom, we're 
connecting via energy through text, everything, every person you're talking with, people in person, of course, and it all gets stuck to you, whether it's good or bad. So the sage is what can remove that. So you know, going into the day, your energy is your own. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Palo Santo right after, it kind of looks like a wooden stick. I also like that. And I wave it around myself, around the room. That's what um, tends to raise your vibration. The the scent, the actual piece of Palo Santo um, is very spiritual and can help raise it. And then I do some grounding where I stand on the ground <laughs> with my feet and I envision my feet having roots connecting into the core layer of the earth so i feel really grounded supported stable nobody can waver me nobody can push me side to side and i think those are the big things that really help me raise my vibration and then i love talking to people and i love talking to people that are also spiritual so i feel like that raises my vibration finding anyone that resonates with me and then I invest in myself maybe a little too often where I'm like, oh, I want to I want to do all of this where I have like a year ahead reading, a tarot reading coming up this week with someone. I've gotten Reiki done recently. I've had energetic upgrades. I'll even do like aura photos like I'll order. Really? Them. How's that been? What, what's an energetic upgrade? An energetic upgrade is um, specifically from my one friend. She is a psychic and a medium, and that's basically what she calls her sessions, where she listens to your guide. She um, meditates on the days prior, and then in the session, she talks to you about basically what they're telling you to do. And she is that messenger where the guides are probably talking to you, but you're not listening or you're not noticing. And from her, it's a little bit more direct where she's do like, you, mean. do you do the homework? Because sometimes they give you homework. Have you done the homework? Yes. And that is the actual part that's necessary. If you're not doing the homework, then what's the point of the actual sessions? Exactly. Um, one thing that she mentioned to me is creating meditations that I can offer to my clients. And I do custom meditations for my like one-on-one clients specific to their needs. But I've been thinking about doing a couple that I can just sell on my page for like a few dollars each for anybody that wants to have a meditation related to Um, usually it's like growth strategies within your business and connecting that to your chakras. So that's something that I have not done yet that she was like, you should do this. My voice, she was like, your voice just works for meditations. And I'm like, okay, all right. So it's it's on my list to do. What what else have you done? Aura photography, what's that like? So aura, so photography, it's kind of interesting. I've never gotten a photo of myself where the aura kind of appears I've heard that that's almost not completely accurate where it might be just picking up the energy that's like directly around you at the moment um but you do have an aura that stays with you forever and ever and you've had Mm -hmm. since you were a little kid um I follow a woman mystic Michaela and she can see auras and she's talked to me about my aura 
And I've also gotten it done by a couple other people where they will draw it around me. They'll tell me like what ha what's happening in the next week related to my aura. You could do the month um, where she'll or she'll draw you and she'll give you a synopsis of what's to come, which I really like to I like to know the future where I should just stick in the present. But I think it's fun to see what's going to happen and see if it's if it's like true and if it will happen um but anything about auras is really really fun and the the sage can help cleanse your aura as well as your energy too i love it shan what is your favorite book i love the harry potter series <laughs> oh gosh girl another one do you know how many people i bring on the show you're honestly i think you're like the seventh or eighth person shan i'm not surprised it's i know best. right i know my boyfriend and i just went to orlando and we went to universal studios and they have harry potter have World. a good ride they, that's a good ride the haggard one the new one it oh is... no i, I don't oh. know which my, my, I went when I was tw in 2014, so probably it's a new one. I don't know what's in what was in 2014. This is like my first time that I went when Harry Potter World was there. They have a new ride. It's like Hagrid's ride. It was amazing. We it was the first ride that we did as soon as we got to the um to the place, and we mm -hmm. waited in line for an hour and a half just for that ride. Yeah. But then the rest of the day was like so much smoother. Um, I would have gone out on it 10 times more, but it was like Harry Potter world. I feel like Harry Potter is just something, at least in our generation, we all connect to. It's like nostalgic, it's soothing. We know what's yeah. gonna happen. I love putting it on in the background of things like the movies and I haven't read the books in a long time, but those are that series I could read over and over again. Sham, what is your favorite movie? My favorite movie is She's the Man. Have you seen it with Amanda Bynes? No. She's the Man. Amanda Bynes, this is from like the middle of the 2000s I want to say like 2004 2005 or something and it's just like the cheesiest rom-com that ever exists and I just love it it's like got a bunch of catchphrases that are easily repeatable and um it's funny and stupid and Channing Tatum's in it who's like my favorite so I think I've seen it I don't know. It's like that. It was really big. Like, I mean, Amanda Bynes was huge in the in the first ten years of two thousand. So you've probably at least like seen clips of it. Um, but that one is just like such a dumb one. Yeah, but I, I love, love it. it. <laughs> Sham, knowing where you are now, what advice would you give to your younger self when you was in college, when you was at your corporate job? Okay, so in college. Let's see, what would I tell my college self? My college self had no worries, had no, I almost would rather tell myself now I should, I should be inspired by my college self because I was the most hardworking student. I had so much fun. Um, I got involved with everything and I feel like my life was just so lighthearted. Um, 
if I could tell my college self anything about now, it would be like, you're going to do amazing things. Like, get excited. Your life is not going to be over after college. My corporate self, especially in the beginning, I'd be like, don't worry. Don't worry. You are leaving this job. This is not what you're meant to do. You are going to help Let me throw some reassurance at you. (laughs) Yes, I think that's truly what my corporate self needed. Because like you said, you know, I had so much anxiety when I was in that role. Like I got sick for a really long time. And it was because I was picking up everybody's energy. It was a really negative space. And I wasn't doing what I was meant to be doing in this lifetime. Um, And it didn't matter that there was like stability I look at it as stability where you're getting a paycheck every two weeks, Mm -hmm. but almost everybody that I worked with got laid off or was fired in some way where a corporate company, they can just make cuts, not by like one or two people, they make cuts by hundreds. So entire departments were just gone and they were like, yeah, I just Did you see that? Did you see that happen? Uh, Yeah, it happened... I want to say maybe once while I was there and then afterward, um, my, the marketing department has changed drastically, I think three or four times and only like two people that I'm still good friends with work there. Everybody else has left, um, because they were kind of like told to, it was, um, I forget what the word is, but they do it every once in a while and it's just. It's so, so I'm just like, it's not really that stable. And people get yeah, really yeah, 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 yeah. of um, health insurance in America being on your own. Yeah. I personally had no issues. It is not expensive. I'm How much are you paying? Because someone quoted me the lowest one as $204 per month. So when I first started, I, I want to say it was like $60 a month. And That's now good. it's around like 150. Okay. So, um, to me, that's not as outrageous as some people make it out to be. Mm. And I'm sure, like, as I grow, I'll be able to find even better, yeah. like, programs that will help me even more. Um, and then if I end up getting married, that can also help in America. But Healthcare is so different um, in the U.S. It's something that's, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> Shan, t- tell me about your services. Tell me about your coaching services. Do you still do the VA or are you just working with the one lady that you started from the beginning? I, at the moment, only offer the coaching services. So my, I would say my signature offer, the one that I tend to um, connect the best with, with people is three weeks, three sessions. And that is three weeks of coaching. It's three sessions during those three weeks. And, uh, we get one session per week. And then they also get me to message for an entire month for 30 days. So not only do we have those three calls, but they have me in their back pocket where they can reach out and I can review anything that they're going on. But in those three sessions, we really focus on their mindset, their goal setting, um, their marketing, and their motivation. How to actually get them to get excited to do this. Because usually if they're doing the three weeks, they're like just starting. They're the beginners. 
They don't know what they need yet. And I'm there to create the structure for them. And then a lot of times they'll hang on and move into my larger program, three months of coaching. I call it the intuitive mind coaching. And I really like to focus on um, sending them the energy that they need. So I do a lot of card pulls. I do crystal recommendations. I do meditations with them throughout it. And we also work on their business strategy and what they need to accomplish their goals. Sometimes it's to leave their nine to five. Sometimes it's just to get more money or to feel more aligned with their business. Those are the two big services. Um, I do like one-off calls with past clients sometimes. Um, I've hosted a group program, which I probably will bring back again in the new year. And that is the blended business group program. And that is where I show them how to blend their intuition with their strategy. That's something that I really, really like doing and like finding ways to connect people with um, their instincts and their gut and what they actually want to do, not what they think they're supposed to do. So I'll probably bring that back in the new year. Um, But those are the big ones. I keep it pretty simple and it's working really well for me. Because you keep it simple, Shan, that's why. Because um, sometimes when we go all over the place, like, people are lost. I'm like, well, I don't really know where to... Sometimes when I look at website, I'm like, I don't really... Like, what am I looking at? There's so much. So, yeah, you've done amazing. Would you ever start a podcast? I've actually thought about this many times. I would be surprised if somebody said no, that they've never thought about it because... It's just such a cool outlet. It is that creative outlet like we talked about. And um, if once, I guess the thing that I think scares people, at least for me, is the tech part of it. Like how have you, how you set this call up? I'm just like, I don't know how to do that part. I can talk, I can talk like into my phone or into a speaker about whatever I want, but it's the, the logistics that I would need to learn. Um, I like to go on walks and I've thought about doing some type of like podcast somehow where things that come up during my walks, that's what we talk about. Or maybe I do a podcast while I'm walking, but I don't know how that would work. Cause I you could like do potentially. I know some people that have done podcasts on their phone. I went, when I started my podcast, I had an iPhone six. So I was like, first of all, I don't even have the story. Second of all, this is running too slow. So I don't really know how to do it. Right. But I just interviewed one girl and she said, you definitely can, like you can, but I don't know. She was like, yeah, of course you can. You can do it on that break. And I'm like, I don't know, but you can. That's really good to know. I also don't have any more storage on my phone. So I'd have to like, it's the photos, 20,000 photos. And I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know what to do with them. I don't want to get rid of them either. No, don't, so. don't, don't, don't. We'll, we'll sort something out. Shan, I just wanted to say, you've done amazing for your first interview. This is amazing. Maybe maybe this is a call for action for you to start your podcast in a year. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Mm, you've done really, really good. Thank you for being super cool and sharing your story on Gentle Touch because some of us go to university we graduate and then we just think oh my gosh wow this is the dream and then we get to the job and we're like this is not the dream this has me depressed distressed and moody and i'm upset all the time and 
I'm just very, very unhappy. So by you actually taking the lead, by you actually being very decisive and saying, okay, this is my deadline, you are leading an example to others. You're inspiring others and you're educating others as well by doing it as well. And also you have your coaching services, which is truly, truly amazing. So anyone that does fall lost, that needs reassurance, that needs a little bit of a push, they should definitely give a shout out or message Shan. Shan, tell us your socials. What are your socials? Thank you. That was so sweet. I just have to say my socials are Instagram. That's the main one. Shannon G dot virtually. So it kind of rhymes. Shannon S H A N N O N G dot virtually V I R T U A L L Y. And I dabble in TikTok, but do you have a would you ever do a YouTube channel? Have you ever thought about a YouTube channel? I've thought about YouTube. YouTube is a bear. Like that one, I think would be. I've never, I've never been the person to watch YouTube. So it would be something so different for me. I think I would hop on a podcast and create a podcast before doing YouTube. Yeah. Do you have YouTube? I have YouTube too. Okay. I'm it's a struggle. I'm not gonna lie. It's a struggle. It is an absolute struggle. Really? Um, yeah. The only thing is that with, with with the only thing is with YouTube, you have to be consistent. Like I don't know how people can do two to three times a week, let alone people do a video every. Like I just don't know because editing just takes so long. And from me. I've had people tell me my videos are too long. So now strictly my videos are five to 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. So I could have a 20 minute video and then I would literally sit there for hours chopping it down. I know. So yeah, so it's just a struggle. Well, with podcasts, I find it very easy. The editing can take hours depending on who you're interviewing. But apart from that, you're good. Everything has its pros and cons and, and how long it is, right? But yes it's okay for me um the youtube is more of like a little journal for me i sometimes do motivational speeches on there like five minute talks and people are like wow that really helped or travel vlogs i used to do a few girl talks i haven't i was meant to do one i recorded it like two months ago didn't release it so yeah i got super busy and i'm like man i know right so yeah so shannon i'm wishing you a merry christmas and a happy new year girl Thank you. You too. Thank you so much for having me. This was absolutely amazing. Oh, thank you, Shannon. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and found this podcast useful. If you did, be sure to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening and joining Gentle Touch. I'll see you in the next episode. Want to get in touch? Feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. Link is in the description. Be sure to follow and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you are on. Stay tuned and keep listening. Much love.